Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Because one will shrink and one will grow. That's, oh. that's his real question in this. That's going to be a meme. I bet they put that in there. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we get a tiny look at that Ant-Man and Wasp movie coming out later this year. <laughs> oh, man, that pun's never been made, Chris. No, no one's <laughs> never made it. Uh, haters are going to try to topple the king with Black Panther. <sighs> oh, my God. I already know what you're talking about, and that's so stupid. But. It is hilarious <laughs> is what it is. Uh, the Ninja Turtles get a new look, Mike. All right, and more, and more. All right, and we are we are recording this on the day of the big game, the Super Bowl, as they say. You know, I looked into it. You know, people are always out there really afraid to say Super Bowl because it's like trademarked or copyrighted or something like that. But the you know Mickey Mouse is copyrighted, and like uh, just do it is copyrighted, and you can still say that stuff. So apparently the whole like mysticism around the word Super Bowl is more um, is just more just like uh, fear superstition. Like people just don't want to go through the hassle of possibly being sued by the NFL. So they just don't say Super Bowl. So I'm just going to say Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So I'm going to tell you that. Yes, but you're also wrong. (laughs) Uh, Having a degree in advertising, um, the Super Bowl is essentially a a huge study every year on on advertising and, and what it is. You can you can say Super Bowl, but if the NFL does not actionably like if if they see it and they don't actionably take action against you, they could lose the right to Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's kind of like that thing where like Disney will like sue a grandma into the ground. You know, she names her knitting company like Donald Duck Knitting or something like that. So I, I think we'll stay off the Super Bowl and the NFL's radar for uh for this at least just look, this year. I look, can't all, say all about, ten, can't say anything about next year. All ten of our listeners aren't gonna go rat us out, Mike. Let's, let's <laughs> go ahead and get that out of the way. So but we appreciate all of you. Just don't turn us in. Um I've gotta tell you, I've had a I've had a weekend um yesterday. Uh I, I ended up doing a lot of work um on a Saturday, which was not my plan for Saturday. So I went ahead <laughs> and treated myself to something. Oh, um, okay. Are you familiar with Sp- the company Sphero? It sounds familiar. They make those BB eights that you move them around with the Oh controller. yeah. Um mm-hmm. they did a Lightning McQueen one and then recently they did a Spider Man uh based on the uh Civil War suit, the in the homecoming suit. Um, okay, I'm curious how that is he remote controlled or so this one is more kind of like a little a little series style Spider Man uh, dude. Okay. So I bought the Spider Man one. Um, it normally retails for 150 dollars. Walmart had it for 35 on sale. Oh, so um, does it does it sit there like a statue and does it have like pre pre controlled like gesture movements or uh, he doesn't move around too much. Uh, it's more of a talking system. Uh, his mm-hmm. eyes are LCD panels and they will. Like they will create like different forms, kind of like Deadpool's costume, gotcha. and, and how the eyes work a little bit in there. But like he's very, very emotive with his eyes. I've, I've been charging up up right now. I haven't used them a whole lot. He has an app that you do, but you can say, you know, Spider Man, tell me a story, and he'll. <laughs> 
Is it get, Tom Holland's voice or just somebody that kind of sounds like him? I think it's the guy who did the the new animated Spider-Man show. Oh, okay. Uh, I just uh, love the idea of Tom Holland having to go into like a VO booth and be like, okay, we need to tell – just tell a story, man. we got to put it in a toy. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he's got, I haven't played with a whole lot of his features yet, but um, he's sitting here beside me charging up, and I just – he, he, you can take him off the base. He's uh, battery-powered, and you can oh, okay. walk him around and – um, so far, he's been pretty cool. Uh, like the little bit I have played with him, but um, if you if you find him for retail, do not pay retail for the cinema. <laughs> that's that's my only thing. Getting the other thing is it also doesn't use the internet to connect to talk. It's all on the chip inside of it. So oh, it's damn, not like that's the gov- a smart chip. Government's not recording you through your Spider Man. <laughs> Marvel might no be. no network connection. Well, I'll piggyback off your whole uh, battery situation and electronics. Was I I did two battery related things this week. Uh, first one less exciting was I finally I took part of that thirty dollar iPhone battery replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anybody out there has just never had the need to ever go to an Apple store like I have, you know I buy any Apple product I need, you know off the internet, and usually stuff doesn't break, which is, I guess says pretty good things for Apple and I've never had to go in there. So uh, yesterday was my first time I actually had to go in and like talk to like one of those geniuses, if you will. And uh, they, they did their little battery diagnostics, which was kind of cool because they're just like, all you got to do is turn off your location services, uh, connect to our store Wi-Fi, you know, boop, 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 boop. They bring their iPad out. They connect to my phone. They show me this little bar graph that's just like, imagine like a rectangle that's green. The top left of the rectangle is a perfect battery and the bottom right of the rectangle, which kind of fades to a gradient a little bit to a little yellow is like, you know, a battery that's starting to be bad. And my, and there's like a little dot and that floats around that box. And I was close to the bottom right corner, which isn't good. So they had my battery in stock and it was weird because I was in a mall and they were just like, okay, well, we have your battery in stock. You know, if you just want to give us your phone, you come back in two hours and it'll be done. And I was just like, okay. So I handed over my phone and I was just, I just wandered around the mall without a phone for two hours, like some sort of freak. And like the malls have like no, there's no, I don't know if you people know this anymore since everybody has phones and smartwatches, uh, people don't put clocks on walls anymore. You can never know what time it is unless you ask somebody. So I went into a store and I purchased like some shoelaces and I had to look at the receipt to see what time it was. So I was like, oh, it's only been 50 minutes, damn it. So um, just to let you know how different the world is when you're not carrying a smartphone around, you know, and like, and I was by myself too, you know, if you're just walking around with somebody else, it's a lot easier and you have somebody to talk to. I was like, I'm in the mall with nobody and I don't have a phone. It was weird. Uh, so that was my uh, battery experience. But so far my battery's holding pretty true. I feel like it doesn't feel like I have a new phone, but it feels like I have a less hassle phone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always good. I mean, I think you'll see uh, a little longevity out of it as well, um, which is always the hope when you buy electronics that you don't have to replace it sooner than later. Yeah, I kind of turn into old man status when I have like a iPhone for a while where I just like I feel like the longer I hold on to it, the more I'm sticking it to the man, the less I'm giving them money. So like I'm going to hold on to this iPhone 6 until like the iPhone 12 is out and then I'll buy that one. So I'm holding out as long as I can. But my other good good for you. (laughs) But my other battery story is um, uh, my office is down in uh, sunny uh, Santa Monica on the west side of Los Angeles, a very hip, trendy area. 
uh, with a lot of tech startups. And a new startup down there is called Bird, which is, I don't know if they do anything else, but I guess their flagship product right now are these electric scooters. Now, you don't go out and buy the electric scooter. You rent them by the mileage and the time, and you unlock these electric scooters with an app on your phone, uh, which you know seems pretty straightforward, interesting idea. But the craziest thing about these scooters is when you're done with them, you leave them literally wherever you want. Like you don't, and you don't have to lock them up. You don't have to find like specific bike racks. You know, maybe their terms and service uh, that I scrolled through very quickly probably say something along the lines of just don't leave it in the middle of the road, please. But uh, I found mine. Like I opened up the map, I saw an app to find the closest scooter, and I found mine like literally just in the grass, like off to the side of the sidewalk. And I was like, okay, I guess this is it. And they were really popular. It's the first time I rode one because as soon as I got up to it and I started to figure out how to unlock it, this other person comes by with a scooter and stops and goes, oh, are you getting that one? This one's almost out of battery. I was going to get that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm getting this. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they scoot away on their scooter. So I was just like... I was like, I'm just, I felt kind of bad because it felt like this person really needed the scooter and I was just doing it just, just for the Instagram story, if you will. So it was, it was pretty fun. I mean, like it's a fun electric scooter. Uh, you just, you scoot around, you can do like sidewalks or you can do like the street, you know, Santa Monica in certain areas can be pretty like residential sleepy. So you don't have to worry too much about just like barreling traffic a lot of the times, uh, you know? Uh, so when I was done with it, it was just weird. I just like put the little kickstand down. I just left it on the sidewalk and I hit like the lock button and then I was done. I was just like, if this thing gets crushed by a meteor or if some sort of like crazy person steals it for the lithium ion battery, I'm good. Uh, I've officially, it's off my hand. So uh, I went like two blocks, cost me like a, like a dollar. So it was fun. I was going to say, where did you go? You went two blocks. Yeah, I was just testing it out. I, I mean, I was just going, I was grabbing some lunch. I was like, this is an excuse to at least try it. Um, apparently, the city of Santa Monica hates them because uh, people are just literally leaving them anywhere, places that they're not supposed to be leaving them. And then you're supposed to be 18 if you want to ride them, but it doesn't really matter as long as your phone is set up to per- to Purchase. just mimic that you're older than like 18. So I guess a bunch of teenagers are hopping on them, riding two to a scooter, causing a bunch of hell. But yeah, so if you're ever in uh, sunny Santa Monica, give the bird scooter a try. They're they're pretty pretty entertaining. I'll, t- I'll take it for a block. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I mean, at least I'll sit beside one and wait till I see someone else trying to come up and get it. I'll get on it and be like, no, this one's mine. Yeah, screw you. And then they walk away all this weight again. It's like a trip. Yes. Yeah, so that's my uh, burgeoning tech story. But uh, we have a we have a trailer to talk about today, don't we? We do. We've got some news. Um, we've got a lot of stuff. We've, we've talked a little bit about this already. Uh, but I mean, this is pre Super Bowl news. Post Super Bowl news is probably gonna be huge. So, but let's go ahead and talk about what we got this week because we know what's here. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, Ant Man and the Wasp dropped a trailer on us right out of nowhere. Yeah, surprise, surprise. We were like, you know, I think someone said last week that we predicted, like, yeah, we probably won't have it until Black Panther, and then it dropped, like, the next day, and we were like, yeah, <laughs> that's our luck on predicting trailers here. So, we got a full, um, this is a, a to me, again, we, we we had semantic issues earlier this week. This is a teaser to me, um, but, I mean, it's, it's a pretty long teaser. It feels good. I like watching it. Um, what I What I can't get out of this is I don't know who the villain is. I have no idea what the storyline is. But it is a hell of a lot of quick shots of showing us what kind of new ideas they've come up with for using the shrinking and growing technology yes. in, in the Marvel Universe. And some of it, I've got to admit, is pretty cool looking. Yeah, so I've, I've been stewing on this trailer for a while, thinking about you know what I'm going to bring up on the show. And I did a little research. 
Um, I looked up past teaser trailers uh, for our other MCU movies, um, and surprisingly, this one's actually pretty short for teaser trailer. I don't remember exactly the ones that were a little bit longer, but I searched, you know, different MCU movies with the word teaser trailer on it, and some of the first trailers we see for some of our movies are like two minutes and 30 seconds, so this was short, mm-hmm. I think, for like, what, one minute 40? Yeah, minute 40. Yeah, yeah that, so... That's- I don't even know if there's any extra stuff on it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we do feel a little bit more uh, teaser in this aspect of the trailer. Um, and then I also uh, realized to myself, watching a teaser trailer is something you hardly or rarely ever go back on. You know, once that first official trailer drops, you know, that teaser trailer is basically ancient. Especially once the movie comes out, like, you, you almost have no reason to go see a teaser trailer again for it. Um, I went and watched the teaser trailer for the original Ant-Man, Wow, a very, very different feeling of a trailer. That first teaser trailer for Ant-Man 1 is actually really somber and very serious. And they, they take it just uh, straight straight towards you with this uh, really, um, really intense tone. And it isn't until the very, very, very end where Paul Rudd, a.k.a. Scott Lang, is just like, is it still too late to change the name of the suit? So there's only like one little bit of a joke in that first Ant-Man teaser. So this is just a, a different world when it comes to the Ant-Man teaser, uh, Ant-Man 2. But um, in my opinion, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We'll talk about the specifics here in a second. But um, I thought the content within the trailer was cool. I think this is still going to be a fun movie. Uh, I'm looking forward to going it. going to see it on a Thursday night. But I just didn't like the way the trailer was put together. Um, we talked last week, I believe, about... The how we wish that the Pacific Rim 2 teaser trailer, or I guess not teaser now, it's their second trailer, whatever you call it. It's hard to keep up with these semantics, Chris, like we were saying. Um, but I, I was annoyed that they used that same song again. Uh, they pick a really kind of weird, generic song for this Ant-Man trailer. Um, I, I don't think Paul Rudd's humor fits very well in a trailer. You kind of he needs room to perform. He needs space. He kind of needs uh, he needs some white space put around him and some uh, pauses to make his humor work so you can't really crank it into a trailer very well um it's just it's very kind of all over the place i didn't really dig this teaser trailer is what i'm trying to say but i'm still excited for the movie if that makes any sense yeah i mean i i lean the other way because i know again there's this is not to sell tickets it's just say hey this is coming up because we've got we still have black panther in two weeks we have infinity war um, Deadpool 2, uh, Han Solo movie, supposedly. We still... I, I don't know where that one is. Um, but, you know, this is here to show Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to, again, introduce us to um, some new things that, you know, that happened. Scott Lang is a, I guess, a criminal? Is that how he ended in Civil War? He was in the jail and Captain America broke him out. Uh-huh. So this is kind of following and post that. Uh, what I really like about this is we get to see most of this is kind of built on showing the wasp, like, uh-huh. add, like yeah, we know who Ant Man is, we know what he is, but why is the wasp different than Ant Man in the long run? They both have suits that shrink, right? They should have the same abilities. Well, uh-huh. in this one, as we get to see, we get what I'm going to credit my my friend Brian Smith for saying an actual Blade Runner, um, <laughs> because she runs along those knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she has wings and blasters, and um, apparently the blasters are working full size as well as small size. Um, I really, I really like that. I like the the changing of scale that they're kind of showing us a little bit here. I don't think this is all the the big gags or the the set pieces we're gonna see, but I like that they he that Michael Douglas shrinks a building 
and he's got it ready to be a suitcase already. I I have very weird issues with that scene. I don't I don't want to be the nerd that gets too technical about it and ruins it. But you know him shrinking and enlarging the tank in the first um, in the first movie made a lot of sense. There's not a lot going on in and outside of a tank. There's no person in it. There's no office furniture. I could. It's easy to imagine him holding it on a keychain and then making it bigger. Uh, you know later down the line, centuries later. But this is a whole office building. As soon as I saw him tilt it. Like I was just like, all of your furniture is just on the other side of that building. That the structural integrity of the inside of that building is just destroyed. So I don't. I hope maybe they bring that up in a funny way, or maybe it's a building that they don't necessarily care about, or maybe actually maybe they're moving out of it. Maybe this is a whole scene that we're just like, okay, well we finally the movers are gone. We finally moved everything out, and then he shrinks it and then tilts it, and then you know all of my little worries and concerns are out the window. But it, 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 it is kind it, of funny. It's. If that's your worry on a movie about people who shrink and fire blasters, you're worrying about the wrong things. No, no, no. Don't reduce it to that argument. But I thought it was funny. It was something that I could very easily imagine on a comic book page of turning a building into like a little suitcase. So, you know, good mixed moments around that. But like I said, like the Ant-Man movie, there's there's a lot swirling around it when it comes to jokes. You need the setup. You need the payoff. And we're just seeing like middle chunks of it. So Well, um, but, but I mean also, again, this is this is a, again, a preview. This is a, uh, a highlight reel of this movie because, again, we don't know who the villain is. I mean, I have an idea. We got some photos here of who the villain is. We don't know what the whole storyline is. They're on the run from something for somewhere. Um, but, but what I like to see is these things because the... Um, the, the, the van they're driving shrinks down and then pops up and throws another car for a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they've got the button built into the, the car. It's not like they they have to fire things at it to do it. Like, they know what they're doing with the van. Uh, the the uh, Hello Kitty Pez dispenser at the end, uh, <laughs> like I said, feels like it came out of a Deadpool movie kind of moment. But it's still interesting to see, like, yeah, we'll just throw small things at people and enlarge them and, and wreak some havoc. Yeah, it oh. seems like they have uh, some room to have some fun because, as we all know, this movie's coming out after Infinity War, which is going to be a huge monumental movie for the MCU. There's going to be a whole lot happening in that movie. And then just, what, like a, a month later? Two. We're gonna, we're, two months later, we're going to be getting Ant-Man and his little story of Pez dispensers. So uh, very different sides of the, uh, of the coin there. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's got to be. I mean, that's, that's if you want to, again, fight superhero fatigue, don't give them the same movie every time. Uh-huh. Um, my my assumption is also that this is, I mean, they're in San Diego in this one, uh, I believe. Is that, that's where Captain America, or Ant-Man set is in that uh, No, I believe it's uh, San Francisco. Or tech, San Francisco. The, te- the tech, the bay. Yeah, so, um, and Infinity War may take place over, a, you know, a weekend or something. We don't know how long that'll take, if it'll even affect these people in this movie. Or if this even takes place afterwards. I, I really don't... There's a lot of questions we don't know about these, which, um, you know, we might find out a little bit later tonight. Um, on top of that, we talked about the villain. The villain is a character called Ghost. Um, we've got two images here that they've released showing Ghost in action. In the first one, it looks like she's stealing the building. Oh, how could um, you, Ghost? Yes, and she's not wearing anything else but, like, this weird suit. So without her little hood on, it looks really, really, like... Sam Fisher, like, uh, Splinter Cell looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then lastly, we get to see her uh, on a motorcycle. It looks like they'll, she might be part of that chase going on with the uh, the, the Pez dispenser later yeah, it's on a in the pre- movie. Yeah, it's a pretty cool costume. I like the way it looks. Uh, it's kind of, 
I would almost say bold picking a suit that it's just kind of like uh, very muted gray, but it, it's working for me. Yeah, uh, so her abilities in the comic books, ghost abilities, she's able to phase shift through things, kind of like a, a kitty pride, but it's based on the particles in the suit. Um, so th- that's I think that's what they're going to do here because we see one hand in the trailer kind of shifting through multiple phases. Uh-huh. Um, so there's that. What I say we didn't see in the trailer is Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet um, Van Dyne. Yeah, of course. I mean, we did see um, we did see a little bit of the uh, what do they call it? Not the sunken place. That's a get out. Uh, the the microscopic zone. Oh, the, uh, they had the, a movie. Uh, the quantum realm. The quantum realm. Yeah, we saw some. Uh, we saw a little ship surrounded by some tardigrades. Those uh, water bears. Those are really cool animals. So that, that's kind of neat. So I wonder maybe how long it's going to be into the movie until we go into the quantum realm trying to find uh, trying to find a. Uh, the original wasp yeah my assumption is um again that'll be in the second they'll, they'll show that in the second trailer they'll wait leave that reveal for that because i assume the most the general public don't doesn't know michelle pfeiffer is no longer Catwoman, but she is uh-huh. the original wasps in this so overall i i i gotta say i i'm looking forward to this i've watched this trailer a couple times i'm not again like you said it's a teaser you don't go back to it very often yeah, it's almost like we uh, we build them up so big because it's the first time that we glimpse the movie, and it creates the hype train and it gets it going. But man, once the train leaves the station, like it's so far back in the rear view, you can't even see it, and you forgot even where you got on the train. So uh, I'm trying. I, I, that's why I'm not really harping on it too much. But yeah, just weirdly cut. Let's get a better song in the next trailer. That's my. I think that's, that's my the, mantra. I, I think that's the theme song though for Ant Man. Like, uh, well, I I'm think- gonna need a better sample of or something give me a different section of that song ah see i'm the other way i like it it was very very it felt ant-man like this is an ant-man song so i'm i'm the other way on the music i'm ants lean into it that is how you get ants right here (laughs) that's how you get them um in two weeks we will have been we will be reviewing black panther mike Um, oh yeah we will we will be watching it and reviewing it the this week the full album the details have released from kendrick lamar Showcasing the cover, which is very simple, black with the uh, necklace, the the panther necklace, and then the back is just the songs and the the artist. Um, so far, we have the songs "All the Stars" by Kendrick Lamar and ZSA. I hope I'm saying this right and probably butchering a lot of this stuff here. Um, I think "King's Dead" by J Rock, Kendrick Lamar, Future, and James Blake is out, and also "The Weekend" and Kendrick Lamar's "Pray for Me" is out. So. Um, I'm looking forward to getting this. It comes out the ninth, uh, so we, uh, I think this week, right? Yeah, I think. Friday. Yeah, I mean, geez, I mean, that's uh, we've said this before. Kendrick Lamar is like the biggest heavy hitter out there. Uh, the Grammy slipped away from him the other week, which, uh, from what I hear out there, was a big upset on his end. So, uh, I mean, dude, you're involved with like possibly going to be one of the biggest opening Marvel movies ever. Uh, you should be happy for that. That's for sure. It's not often, uh, again, on a comic book movie, do you want to go out and buy the soundtrack or, <laughs> yeah, that's or listen true. to the soundtrack. And this is one of those rare situations where like, yeah, I kind of want this soundtrack. So, um, <laughs> I may be looking to pick that up uh, on my digital platforms next week or just, or just use Spotify. I, I, I'll probably honestly use Spotify. That would be really crazy if Kendrick Lamar gets his album Grammy off of this Black Panther soundtrack. That would be crazy. That would, that would be well worth it. That would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we we never we never thought that the uh, the Grammy for a superhero movie would come before the Oscar. Yeah, that would be um, 
yeah, that's just, that'd be they'd be making news next year. We'll have to we'll have to come back to that. Yeah. But also in Black Panther news, it has now beat Batman v Superman at advanced pre-sales numbers, making it the biggest selling superhero movie of all time. Uh, Which is crazy if you think about it. Obviously, we're all like, oh, well, Batman v Superman was a bad movie, of course, blah, blah, blah. Well, we didn't know it was going to be a bad movie when when people were buying the pre-sale tickets. And also, I mean, look at that title. Batman vs. Superman, like the top two arguably <laughs> biggest comic book characters on the freaking planet in a movie together. And then you got this little scrappy little panther coming around uh, making his own movie. And like, Jesus, I think I said the other week that I, I think that it's opening weekend is going to crack the top five MCU. And if these numbers are tracking right, I think I think number five, I don't remember, I think it's Guardians Volume 2. I think it did like 147 or 148, if I remember right. So, I mean, it might do it. I'm, 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 I should have put money down. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still not too late, Mike. You can, you can go, <laughs> go and find the bookends or, or your bookies. So, just looking at, uh, let me see here. Opening weekend, uh, 150 would make it the fifth one if it makes 150. So right now, um, it was tracking for 100 million, breaking 100 million last week. They've upgraded that to 150 million this week um that's how confident these analysts and tracking numbers are on this movie they're like yeah this is gonna be huge and i've seen a lot of great stories online where people in you know um rural community not rural uh, urban communities are going out and buying tickets for all the kids in the neighborhood to oh, yeah, go awesome. watch it out and you buy out the theaters and more and more of these stories are pouring in people are getting you know um using online funding to fund these tickets and do that so that is that is really awesome that this movie can transcend just watching a movie and yeah, making and lots of money. It goes to show you the the community that's around this. Like, you desperately just want to see a badass, awesome, like Afrofuturism movie, and this is it. And they're just like, we're gonna make sure that Hollywood knows that these movies are gonna be successful, well, and these people are here, and they want to see them. And please make more of them. Well, I think I don't want them to say that like, oh, we have you know, African-American people in these movies, we should make more people movies with them. I think they should make good movies inspired by them. Because I think what I hear the most about this movie um, since the premiere was, I think, what, Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's very respectful to the culture and, like, very, very well done in that regard. So, um, awesome. I, I don't know. I, I tried to avoid the, the premiere. I don't want to hear anything out of it yet. But Well, uh, I mean, I heard the I heard the movie was so good it sent Stanley to the hospital. Oh, bad joke. I only said it because he's fine and he and he they he got – And he's um, home. And he's he, home. he got sent home, so. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I would have gone there if it. Mike, don't don't you don't you dare jinx it. Don't you dare jinx. It. <laughs> oh man, now I feel really bad. Okay, I'm gonna knock on some wood here. Yeah, please do. Right. Please I do. <laughs> He's gonna make it through at least Infinity War, maybe part oh, two. Geez, man, it made me so nervous when I read that news. It's just kind of one of those things like we all know it's gonna be time eventually, but we just we don't want to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not 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 the day after a public screening of his, of the movie he was at. <laughs> yeah, so. hold hold strong, Stan. I mean, I don't think he lives too far away. You know, yeah. I could drive over, give you some soup. You know, give you a back rub. You know, whatever you need, whatever you need, Stan. I'll, I don't. I'll, I don't I'm think he. I don't think he needs you, Mike. He's got enough money to handle himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I remember, just, wa- just want him to know. It's the thought that counts. Hashtag Stan Strong. Stan <laughs> Strong. Um. So yeah. So Black Panther doing great. But on the flip side, there's this stupid jackass oh group of people on the internet. These DC fans are attempting to sabotage the Black Panther Rotten Tomato score. The, the oh user God. score, not the critic score. 
Because they say Disney pays critics to give DC films bad scores and bad publicity. Oh my god, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And the page is encouraging its users to share spoilers to ruin the movie for fans. Oh my god, that is the worst. I saw this earlier and I just, uh, I didn't even think about it because it was so dumb. But apparently either it either gained enough traction or it gained enough eyeballs to where Facebook actually shut the Facebook event down. I don't remember what exactly the criteria was for them doing that. You know, I hope it was just Facebook was just like, you know, this group doesn't actually violate any of our guidelines. We just think you guys are dicks, so we're going to close it down. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh, they only have like two thousand people, and if you—that's enough that, for me to be mad that stupid idiots out there. Oh yeah, well I know it's, <laughs> it's not like it's gaining a whole lot of traction. Yeah. I feel it's kind of like that like go uh, protest at the Warner Brothers for Justice League with all yeah eight people exactly. But I mean, uh, again, at the end of the day, what you see most of the time is a critic score first, and and even if they sabotage the. User scores, the critic score will still be the same. Yeah. This is the type of thing that really annoys me because, you know, we do our best to say, like, you know, if you like those DC movies, you know, good for you. You know, I'm glad that you can find something you can take out of them. And, you know, at least somebody's having a good time. But this is just, this is giving those people a bad name because this just makes me want to rail against DC even harder because you're trying to, like, no no Marvel people out there are making fan pages to rail against uh, DC movies and drop their scores because they don't need to. <laughs> well, well, nine out of ten times what I've seen here is that most of the DC fans will bash on Marvel, but you don't really see a lot of Marvel people going out of their way to put down other things. <laughs> So yeah, what's uh, what's that um, Mad Men meme where you see Don Draper and he just like looks over at some dude and he's just like, well, that's funny. I never even think about you. Yeah. So it, it's like one of those things. Oh, man, I it, realistically, I think this is just a bunch of 12 year olds. I don't think that there's a whole lot of uh, serious grown adults doing this. I think sometimes you always think of the Internet as a mirror and you think like, oh, if you're a certain age, the Internet's just full of those same people. I can't believe I'm saying this and I can't I can't I'm surprised I'm even caught up with this news at all but I guess that was a Logan Paul's excuse for trying to apologize for that ridiculousness he did online with uh, uh, filming in the suicide forest in Japan he legitimately thought that a lot of his audience were people his same age like in the 20s but I mean it's a dumb excuse because you can look at your analytics and see that everybody who loves your page is a bunch of 12 year olds so I think that's what is going on here I think we're we're uh, overestimating the amount of immaturity on the internet. And those are the type of people that make these dumb Facebook pages. So uh, uh, to don't... me, it's the alt-right of DC. So they're, <laughs> they're just really trying to push that fake news agenda. Yeah. And... Don't let those uh, alt-right 12 year olds uh, get you down. Legitimate yeah. DC fans, you know? Yeah. So, oh, well, anyway, Black Panther, <laughs> I think is going to do great. We'll find out in two weeks, whether Rotten Tomatoes was hacked or not. Uh, I I guarantee you now if this has made articles Rotten Tomatoes is now like okay well now we have to be careful and like flag all these things for I feel like this is the Streisand effect they're just making the movie even more hype (laughs) yeah it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Uh, but we're gonna see Black Panther again uh, in Infinity War which I'm really hoping for a trailer tonight Mike really hoping for a full trailer oh yeah me too Um, but some news here that just popped up in my news feed here is that uh, there are fake scenes in Infinity War to prevent <laughs> uh, people from, like, spoilers getting out. Hell yeah. I, I love that kind of stuff because it just goes to show you the director knows the weight of the project that they're working on. In this case, the directors, the Russos. So they're just like, yeah, we're going to put out some um, some false flags 
to really uh, confuse you people out there. So I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. So, I mean, this comes from Paul Bettany, who says um, they they, uh, they walked you through which scenes were, were real and fake. So, because there's already been, like, three three leaks. So, like... Oh, man. I don't know. That's that's it. And um, apparently there were only three iPads with the real script on them, like, during oh, the production. Oh, wow. That, so, man, I love that. So, they... I mean, I, I, I appreciate that effort. That's a hell of a lot of effort to go through to keep the fans from learning about things beforehand. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel safer because I'm so worried about spoilers all the time. So I like knowing that they're actively fighting against it, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really cool. Um, but actually, what what I take away from that is me thinking that there's going to be some sort of big, irreversible, catastrophic event that happens in Infinity War if they need to hide it. I mean, I've always been under the assumption that once part two comes out, whatever they call that, someone's dying. A big character is going to die off, but... Maybe that could happen one movie earlier in this. I don't know. I mean, it could it could very well be. It could also just be you know things to connect plot points along the way, so you can't figure out the whole plot of the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, uh, there are probably extreme situations, but there are probably like little things too. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. want people to know that maybe it's Black Widow in the Hulkbuster <laughs> suit, and not the Hulk. So or yeah, some... I ju- yeah, I just feel like when Thanos comes to town. You prove his you prove his worth by killing somebody. Like I feel like if I was reading this in a comic book form, Thanos shows up the Earth Earth for the first time. The first thing you do to show how serious you are as a comic book writer is you just find some sort of B list hero. I feel like it's usually an X Men, and they just like okay, Thanos picks up uh, B list X Men and squeezes his head into a pulp, and now we know he means business. So that's uh, they, um, they, they did that with the secret. Or Civil War Two, they they killed off War Machine when Thanos came to Earth. <laughs> First thing he yeah, killed War Machine. Yeah, it's always some B list hero. So maybe that's actually the real reason why Disney bought X Men. We just need a character we can kill off. Uh, here's a couple billion dollars so we can do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. So uh, hopefully we get a trailer, a full new trailer tonight. Um, knock on wood. Some new pop uh, images uh, dropped this weekend with the release date. Apparently, if you're looking to get your Infinity War Funkos, they they come out March second. So. Um, I'm expecting a trailer sooner than later because a lot of these will have characters we've not seen yet on the yeah. on the screen. Yeah, I think you can get a closer look at um Captain America's new shield in those pops, but I think no, of what it, I saw, uh, just... those were action figures. Those are the Marvel Legends series. Oh, uh, gotcha. They actually are already released in Australia. They didn't even announce them. They just put them on the <laughs> shelves in Australia. Well, that's a different hemisphere. It's already May over there. Didn't you know that? Yeah, it's uh, the movie's been out for <laughs> year, for months. So, um, but yeah, they do have some of the. the he's got a vibranium shield we might see that some somewhat uh maybe on a trailer so uh cross cross fingers knock on wood uh a trailer we will only get a teaser of tonight mike is solo a star wars story um there will be a 45 second teaser during the super bowl with a full trailer reveal tomorrow on good morning america yeah i think that makes sense the 45 second 30 second super bowl trailer is kind of the standard usually it's only big money like disney money where they were like we're gonna buy the whole commercial break so you can see our new trailer for our movie that's gonna make a billion dollars so uh 45 seconds seems about right we'll probably see the millennium falcon you know we'll probably see chewy um i'm sure we'll get our first look at lando maybe at the very end of the trailer uh we'll see uh donald glover turn around with his mustache and probably some dog fighting a little bit and i'm gonna guess we're probably not gonna see Jabba the hut not gonna say at all in the movie but i don't think we're gonna see him in this teaser I don't maybe on maybe on gma i don't think so i think this will be a little bit beforehand i think we'll see 
the new Millennium Falcon uh, with the highlighted blues in this new configuration uh, that, that are coming out in all the toys. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what's on the, the Super Bowl trailer first and see if it's going to be worth this May release or not, because I am yeah. so conflicted on this movie. So. Yeah, n- yeah. the most disappointing teaser would be actually a true teaser where like the first 35 seconds would just be slow pans over just like artifacts and props like okay let's do a dramatic lighting and slow pan over the blaster slow pan over the belt let's uh do like a slow pan up from the landing gear of the millennium falcon you're just like it's been 25 seconds more than halfway through this trailer we haven't seen shit so there's a chance that that could be how the trailer goes and then you're just gonna have to i mean obviously no one's gonna be watching good morning america tomorrow because nobody does that you're just gonna go on youtube and try to find the full trailer on monday well i mean i think a part of this also is um since disney does not own the network airing the super bowl this year they do own good morning america uh, abc so they're like we're gonna put our own money in ourselves so yeah um i don't know we'll we'll be talking about next week sounds like so Mm -hmm. well, well we'll roll with that a trailer we're not going to see tonight is what I've been told is Deadpool 2. So that's kind of disappointing. Um, I, I still think I'm holding true to my fan theory that I said the other week. I think Deadpool is going to invade somebody else's commercial, and that's going to be our Deadpool trailer. We could definitely see that pop up. I think the more I thought about this after it came out, Deadpool is an R-rated property. Uh-huh. They are probably not going to put R-rated trailers on, a family, on the most watched show uh, on TV for the year. So... I think he's going to be in a Fruit of the Loom commercial. I think the fruit. I think you're just going to pan by a bunch of people in like white underwear in a line, and Deadpool's just going to be one of them. And then it's just going to be like there's going to be no mention of it at all. Oh, that'd be so good. I feel like it's too good now, and it's not going to happen. But if you see it out there, you heard it first from me. You ruined yourself, Mike. <laughs> you played yourself. Self fulfilling prophecy. You 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 predicted it, and then it didn't come true because you were <laughs> too excited for it. If he does pop up, I I guess I won't be surprised. But we will not be getting footage of the movie here but i still bank black panther will have the first trailer for us uh-huh. or with actual footage not that bob ross thing that whatever <laughs> um sony has some interesting news here we've talked about this probably two years ago now maybe three years ago oh wow okay uh, um so as of right now as uh the curtain ceo of sony kazuo harai is retiring and stepping okay. down he will be replaced by the current cfo kinchi Kinichiro Yoshida okay uh, on April 1st. Yoshida uh-huh. is very much has said he views Sony as a technology-based company because technology will always be around. Yeah. And will probably want to sell off the film and media asset, the film and TV oh. assets Sony currently has. All right. Now, this is not a whole now my assumption everyone's like, "Oh, Disney will buy him up." Disney's buying Fox, which is a much more lucrative studio. Mm-hmm. I think Disney may be like, well, we just want Spider-Man or this property, Men in Black, since that was a Marvel print comic in the 90s. Like, we just want a couple properties. We don't want your whole thing. Um, so that's my assumption. If they do go to sell this this summer, Disney may not buy it all but buy the Spider-Man. But if Spider-Man, if Sony sold those rights, may not transfer to the new ownership, to the new owners. They may revert back to Marvel Disney anyway. I don't know. Uh, do you think Sony should buy or, Mar- or Disney should buy Sony in its entirety or just no? What it I don't. Needs? I don't want them to buy it in their entirety. I don't like the, all of this consolidation. People were worried just about the about Fox buying it. So I like the I like the idea better if if Sony 
uh, television, animation, movies has to disappear. I like more the idea of the rights getting distributed and kind of piecemealed out. I mean, it's the best thing that you can do. You know, we can't prop up these studios. You know, we can't just like give them like bailouts if it's not working well. I mean, they're corporations. They can sell it off. It is kind of weird when you think about it. You know, Sony having a, a media company, you know, they make the PlayStation. They make like TVs and stuff. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Um, and maybe they're going to go make electric cars now or something like that. But yeah, it would be cool if like Disney just got the normal rights of Spider-Man back. They could put a kibosh, all of these crazy movies that are going on that we don't understand why they're making all these side ones. Um, I don't know, maybe some of these studios that they're afraid of, like Netflix and Hulu, can buy some of the other rights that Sony owns. I don't even really know what they own, but... I mean, Sony Animation Studio is kind of a big deal, so I don't know who mm. would buy that. I mean, that's kind of a player out here in, in the animation landscape. So, yeah, I don't know. This is a pretty big shakeup, so it's interesting to hear um, that one CEO could be the whole reason that um, that uh, Marvel gets Spider-Man back, and it's not some sort of split custody nonsense. Yeah, I mean, we again, there's so much like rumor and speculation around the Spider-Man like rights. They're like it could be time sensitive. It could be you know something else. I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I know Sony did. I think they have the. Do they have the? Uh, 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 James Bond rights. I can't. I couldn't remember or not if they did or not. So yeah, but I, I think those kind of. I think those have very strong time limits on it too. I think those rights bounce around every couple films. So even if somebody bought Sony, I don't think they'd necessarily have a strong arm on Bond forever. So. Right, and then and then Sony has I think I think uh, Columbia is their studio. If, if if you hear Columbia Pictures, that's Sony's pictures. Is Columbia much. Mission Impossible? I uh, feel like I don't think so. I don't see. Oh, it on a quick <laughs> maybe list. there could be some sort of a stacking where we can get uh, Ethan Hunt going against James Bond at some point in time. We've all wanted that movie forever. I don't care if it tarnishes some sort of weird history where people want James Bond. James Bond used to be weird, didn't he? Back in the day, his movies used well, to be kind it, of goofy. Well, it depends. A couple of them, I think it was the Roger Moore era films. Like he just, when he was just the character for so long, it, it turned to be like a wink and nod at the camera every couple seconds. Like uh-huh. we know this is crazy, wink, wink, kind of thing. Um, but then he's gone back to more serious lately. Yeah, I want Ethan Hunt versus Bond at some point in time. Let's do it. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I know, I know Sony. Pick, I could pick out you know columbia i think they might own um tristar and screen gems as well but i couldn't tell you what sony tv makes off the top of my head okay paramount makes mission impossible so maybe paramount can buy james bond i don't know anyway (laughs) i mean do you know any tv shows that would be sony off the top of your head the only thing that i can think of are shows that aren't airing anymore i know community was a sony property and then it kind of went over to Yahoo. I think it's still at Sony. But, yeah, I haven't seen the Sony logo in front of a TV show in a really long time. Yeah, um, let's pull up TV series. Oh, man, there's a lot of TV series going on here. I, I regret looking into this immediately. And, <laughs> um, yeah, Hotel Transylvania seems to be, like, one of their biggest ones right now. Uh, I, you're missing the two biggest ones, which is Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, which is a crossover I've been wanting to see for a really long time. I'm thinking Aliens. Yeah, I think an aliens come down to Earth, and then they oh, um, they possess the Wheel of Fortune. So it's kind of Transformer style, where the wheel wheel sits upright, has legs and arms, and then um, Alex Trebek 
it's going to be his job to fight the aliens, but uh, he's going to be lucky because he has lots of trivia. And we're actually really fortunate in this situation where the aliens are a trivia-based society, and they've been getting our radio feeds for the longest time. So he, you know, he's going to take them out with trivia. But also, there's going to be like some sort of ridiculous sword involved, just because it, you know it, this is Hollywood, and there's got to be some hacking you, and slashing. You, you've so. essentially made this Wheel of Fortune. Highlander edition is what it says. Yeah, like. exactly. I mean, come on, Alex Trebek is the Highlander. I mean, we're just printing money here, Chris, literally every episode. You know, we can put this somehow, weave it in with our Paddington cinematic universe that we're weaving week by week. So this is just another piece of the puzzle. Hollywood, give us a call. We got a contact form at the bottom of our website. That that's true. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch our notes around here because I think this ties in directly to one of the properties. Sony oh owns. man. Okay. Um, Men in Black. Yeah, those are Sony movies. If you didn't know, so mm-hmm. if if it's the Men in Black coming in to take over or to fix these aliens on the on these game <laughs> shows, that's the spinoff that F. Gary Gray is in talks to direct. Oh um, man, F. He, Gary uh, Gray, who's this guy? He did Fate of the Furious. Oh, I hated that movie. I know there's people out there that love the dumb, fun Fast and Furious movies, but it just did not work for me. So I, I think I'm not they're a- losing their. I think I am, the Furious movies are losing their sizzle. I am not a uh, Fast and Furious person uh, at all. But he also did uh, Straight Out of Compton, which I think won several awards. Um, pretty sure, didn't it? I don't, maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it got uh, a nom for something. Uh, but Fate of the Furious, maybe that was just he wanted a paycheck, you know. So um, yeah. yeah, if he can do Straight Out of Compton, maybe Men in Black can be. Cool. He also he also did Friday. <laughs> I mean the original Friday movie, you know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I, what do you do with the new Men in Black movie? Do you just reboot it? Is that all you have well, left? This is a spinoff. This is a spinoff, so it would not follow J and K. Um, I, I assume there are probably more agents doing other things around the world. Maybe, maybe yeah, they go I to guess... space. They never went to space. Do you think yeah, they send guess... people into the other alien planets? Maybe I think the I think if you have to do a spinoff, like yeah, like you said, do two different characters, anchor it in another city outside of New York, uh, maybe yeah. put it in a city that's close to a space station or something or, or a, a launch pad. Maybe I, maybe a movie two in the franchise. I would love to, to see a Los Angeles basement in black because of all the weird people who live out there. Oh yeah, that's true. And Everyone you're like, are they an alien freaking... or are they not? No, they're normal. <laughs> that that no, normal they're... guy, he's an alien. So. I don't know. And all the tech-based startups out there? I don't know. <laughs> hey, we got some. We're working on something here. <laughs> yeah, we can totally do that. I don't know. But he's in talks to direct it, so, I mean, we'll see if this it comes to fruition or not uh, based on, on whatever happens to Sony. A movie we're definitely going to keep getting, even if Sony decides to sell off the stuff, is the Venom movie. Uh, a trailer has been classified for it, Mike, with no release date yet. This was, like, at the beginning of January, so they're holding mm. on to this trailer for us. Yeah, this movie finished filming not long ago the production i guess the the set production wrapped so i think they're probably moving on to special effects getting everything uh looking nice and pretty uh man i gotta know what a full fleshed out venom looks like i feel like maybe throughout the movie you know we're going to be giving different variations of the symbiote where maybe um he's going to throw a punch and then he's got a symbiote arm. He's going to kick. He's got a symbiote leg. Maybe there's a moment where he puts the mask on. I feel like there's going to be some big reveal maybe in like the middle of Act 2 where he finally gets the whole symbiote on him and he's actually Venom. But I'm really curious what that's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely hard to tell um, what, what's going to go on with Venom. 
I'm, I'm in that flux state where I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a little excited for it because <laughs> I haven't heard anything horrible yet. Like that's, but at the same time, maybe they could try to drop a trailer of Black Panther. Um, because I mean, if we get Deadpool and Venom right before a Black Panther trailer, you have a lot of eyes on those movies. Um, yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, so if the trailer's out, but I. They gotta give us an official look at Venom before something leaks. I don't yeah, want to see exactly. a toy of Venom. I don't want to see a T-shirt of Venom. I want to see <laughs> Venom as he's gonna be in the movie because that's what's really gonna make or break this movie. Agreed. How he ends up looking. Mm-hmm. Um, so and of course the story, the writing, the acting. <laughs> it's true, but you're gonna, we're gonna judge this movie based on what a, that Venom character looks like right off the gate. Yeah, these trailers, it's all superficial. We don't get a chance to know the person on the inside. We just want to know if they're ugly or not. Exactly. And, and you know, we, we've been fooled by Fantastic Four before. We <laughs> yes. should have known better. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we looked at X-Men Apocalypse and said, Apocalypse does not look like Apocalypse. We're probably going to get a bad movie. We should have known better. We need a segment on our show just called We Should Have Known Better. We should in, in hindsight, uh, <laughs> we, we should have known better. We should have known better. Sponsored by Batman vs Superman. Yeah, superhero since twenty twenty. Yeah, so that could be coming for Black Panther. Uh, speaking of designs, I need your 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 input on Mike here. You're a big Ninja right. Turtle guy. I feel. Hey, I like the turtles. Uh, there's a new show on Nickelodeon coming out called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, mm-hmm. It's replacing the current CG animated one, and John Cena will be voicing the villain Baron Draxum. So. I mean, that guy's everywhere. But now you get to look at the new design. So first and foremost, we're going to take a look at April O'Neil. Fairly odd parents is what I'm thinking here. What do you think? <laughs> they, yeah, they're, um, I heard the kind of the biggest change that they're making to this show, despite the art direction, is there's going to be magic involved, which explains why she's kind of holding like a glowing, magical, uh, glittery, glittery bat. So uh, they're kind of taking this in a different direction, which is going to introduce like a lot of hate into uh, comment sections, uh, mainly because um, I heard a lot of people really liked that CG version of the Turtles. I never got around to watching it, but I hear that they're telling actually really good stories, like some serious stuff, and people are really into it. So maybe that's something I can go back and binge watch when it's eventually on a streaming service. So, you know, when you have to follow up like a really successful series like that, you just kind of go balls to the wall and do what you want. Because you're honestly, you're kind of looking for a different audience this time around. So um, we got a different April O'Neil. We got a totally different art direction. It's 2D. They're throwing in magic. So yeah, I mean, like uh, the Turtles is like a historic property of just you don't you can't be too precious with it. You know, literally, it was kind of rocketed to success to make money off of toys. So it's not some sort of like a sparkling intellectual property on a hill that's innocent of not trying to churn out dollars. So. Um, yeah, the art direction's uh, definitely different. A lot more, uh, a lot. It's I would say a little bit more jagged. The turtle shells aren't so smooth; they almost seem to be protruding from their body. So Very I'm gonna, angular. I'm gonna give you a little detail on the turtle. Each turtle is based on an actual different turtle in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, Donatello is a soft shell turtle. Uh, Michelangelo, I believe, um, is like a water turtle, and then Raphael who's been turned into the leader of the group in this new series, is a snapping turtle. Um, and he does not have his size. He has little sticks he beats people with. Well, yeah, because uh, I always I always wondered like how they got the size past the the uh, approval board for a cartoon. It's like, yeah, he's got these really pokey things. Like, I guess a sword 
somehow you can make it work because it just looks like a like a shiny stick but like yeah those sides you're supposed to stab people with those and you can't be stabbing in cartoons so yeah i don't know i know this is going to turn people the wrong way but we kind of have that angular design in the new big hero 6 cartoon so maybe that's just a direction that animation is going to go for a couple years but whether or not a turtle show or a superhero show or a comic book animated show is good or not it's only ever going to be around for two or three years until they reboot it again because the kids get older you know so um i I think you're you're skipping over a couple big points here first off this is everyone is young in this um mm -hmm. this is not a again it's called rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles so they're not they're not they're maybe in training as it is yeah, this is like a Turtles Year One. <laughs> yeah, uh, April O'Neil, she's a young girl. Looks like you know maybe early teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also made her African American, which I you know it's it's a it's a bold choice. It doesn't offend me. Uh, I'm not precious on the turtles, but she's not a reporter. You know, working for a news station down the road. Um, she probably works at her school paper. I would assume. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and then Splinter, they have just made him ugly as sin. Yeah, that's uh, I guess that's one thing that I can go ahead and kind of maybe be a little annoyed about. He's a weird, weird-looking rat. But, I mean, I guess if you think New York sewer rat, you know, you usually don't think too pretty. But, yeah, it almost looks like a character out of, like, Kung Fu Panda almost, I would, I would think. Say Ren, the sh- artwork reminds me of Ren and Stimpy, just kind of glancing at it. Yeah, he's kind of short and stout, but he looks mean. He looks like he really beat your ass, that's for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so that's coming on. And just to let you know, I know this from working at the comic book store – the CGI show, at least I think most of the seasons are on Hulu for you, Mike, if you want to. Oh, hey, maybe I'll give it a shot. Um, they, they, they've they been putting those on in, at the comic book stores like Background Noise uh, for the customers. So I know I know they're on there if you want to catch up on those. Yeah. So you can take a look at our Turtles and all the Aprils and Splinter stuff below. It looks different, that's for sure. So the Turtles is an intellectual property that is deserving of a documentary if there's not one out there already. There's just been so many iterations and so many flops and so many um, blockbusters. So I, w- I would love to just see, like, sit down and watch, like, a two-hour doc about just uh, from beginning to end. Kevin Eastman, you did something pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, you, you took a bold chance, and it paid off Yeah, uh, in the end. That's that's very true. Uh, you like Westworld? I'm a big Westworld guy myself. Yeah, it's coming back this year, isn't it? Season two is this year, and the trailer will be debut at the Super Bowl, which is interesting the tv show is getting the trailer at the super bowl so yeah well i mean they gotta they gotta find a way to appease the game of thrones crowd they're just like okay we know we get it it's not coming out this year but we got we got this shiny westworld toy to look at yeah it's uh it's yeah it's definitely gonna be um i'm looking forward i don't know what to expect uh the first I, i expect the 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 nudity per episode to drop because I feel yeah. like that's what who that's what HBO does is put as many put as many butts and boobs as you can in that first season because that's where, how we're gonna get them hooked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna the, yeah, and then they're like, okay, now one every two episodes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna space it out. By the time we get to the last season, uh, you're not gonna see a nipple for for miles. If you like Thor Ragnarok and Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson, the first time I ever saw her in a show was in uh, Westworld season one. So yeah, it's a it's a good show. I like it. Don't read about it. Don't look into it. Just go watch it. That's yeah. that's the best way to do it. Uh, speaking of HBO shows, Watchmen is on the horizon, um, mm-hmm. and the uh, Nicole Kessel, uh, who is known for working on the Leftovers, has will be directing the pilot for this. So yeah, um, I have not seen the Leftovers, but I've heard good things about it. So I, I assume this is a, a good thing. I'm looking forward to uh, a Watchmen series. I think it will lend itself well to kind of the dark audience and atmosphere of HBO. 
Uh-huh. Uh, so I think they'll. I think they're going to be pumping enough money into it. I mean, this could. This actually could be a really big deal because um, I feel like some of the the Netflix Marvel shows, even though they're kind of the best versions of superhero TV shows that we've seen. I feel like you can still see the budget every once in a while on that. I feel like when you're watching something on HBO, you're not usually seeing the budget. So I'm looking forward to see how this goes. Yeah, and, and it's also really cool that they, you know, they didn't pull like a Zack Snyder or someone who directed the movie version to come do the pilot either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they cast this. I mean, I don't know this this lady very much myself. So they, they, they cast a, a female director to come in and, and take over this big property for the, at least the pilot. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's great news for them. So looking forward to that. Show, uh, another show on the horizon is Metrop- uh, Metropolis. Um, <sighs> we've been avoiding Krypton, right? So sci-fi was like, Krypton sounds great. Let's go ahead and work oh on Metropolis, God. a show based on the DC city, Metropolis, which will focus on the adventures of Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. Not together, but like those are the two main characters. Boo, boo. Let's just go ahead and greenlight another show that Superman's not in. Let's just make Smallville where everyone's in it except for Superman. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, Superman's cool. Uh, can we just get a decent version of Superman that we like? You know, we can't get him on the big screen. Um, I don't watch Supergirl, and I don't think really anybody's watching Supergirl, unfortunately, at least that I know of. So I know he's on there, but I don't know how often he pops up. Not I will very. get to see. I will get to see him for the first time because I do know the Supergirl Flash crossover is going to have Superman in it. So we will get to see at least a version of the Flash that we like, with hopefully a version of Superman that we like, but. Who wants to watch Metropolis without Superman? I don't know. Not me. So are you talking about like next fall's crossover or is there another crossover coming up? Uh, I think it's episode 18 of The Flash. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a show called Gotham and despite its best attempts, it's still on the air. Um, I mean, at at least Bruce Wayne is technically in it. I mean, you can see Batman. He's just not Batman yet. Right. Exactly. And, And it's apparently evolved to just embrace its weirdness and... And it's got all sorts of characters. Krypton has nobody we know in it. Um, <laughs> Superman's, you know, beard belly grandpa is hanging out in some some tight clothes, is what we saw. And now <laughs> they want to do Metropolis with Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. I sci-fi just just stop, just just yeah. focus on something else. For yeah, bit. what universe are you creating? Did you sign some sort of contract where DC said you can make literally whatever show you want as long as Superman's not in it? Like, I just feel like they're just really twisting that towel trying to get every drop that they can get out of it. I, I like your idea of Smallville, but it's just the daily lives of the people <laughs> in Smallville. Like, yeah, it's just actually a really nice, uh, quaint, you know, just um, romantic comedy TV show just about people going on dates, you know. Uh, p- taking people to the sock hop dance and just every once in a while people are just like uh, didn't Superman come from here yeah but he lives in New York now let's just let's just go down to the the farm and pick some once corn. once a year <laughs> in the summer hiatus Superman comes and visits yeah. for his family reunion and that's... yeah the, so the season premiere of every episode of Smallville is just like oh man wasn't that a great summer I'm so glad Superman came back and visited he did all those great acrobatic things and remember when he lifted up that very expensive building and blew up that thing across town wow what a spectacle if only if yeah. only I could have seen it too bad I left <laughs> yeah, now now back to milking cows let's go check yeah. out what's going on <laughs> over in this barn yeah. so yep so that's coming along they're, they're working on it Teen Titans is looking to cast uh, Raish Al Ghul uh, as the villain, uh-huh. it sounds like. Um, it sounds like they can put him in almost everything, uh, unlike <laughs> Superman. 
So I'm... I got a I have a I have an inside source for Titans. Uh, I'm working on cranking out some information, but okay. um, I think I might be able to get a little info sooner rather than later, maybe for Titans. But I, I know this show has been in production for a little bit, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get actually some sort of um, teaser trailer maybe before I even get my insider info because we saw we saw some of those um, set shots. Yeah. Not set shots, but we saw our official look at um, Nightwing slash Robin for the first time. So maybe something's going to be dropping maybe at Comic-Con this year. Well, so for this to get a teaser or a trailer, they have to announce the network it's going to be on. Which well, is it's going to be DC on the streaming DC. Network, yeah. But they haven't guess, announced yeah. that yet. So I think we'll get those at the same time. Like, like mm-hmm. here's our network name. And, you know, when you can sign up for info and here's the first show that's going to be on it. Yeah. I can't remember what it is off of the top of my head, but I think something else is being teetered around for that DC streaming app. I can't think of what it, it is it off was, the top of my head. Was it Teen Titans Season 3, wasn't it? Or no, what? it was It was something else. Some, I don't know if it was original property. I think the headline might have been, like, successful showrunner signs deal for DC streaming app or something like that. But uh, I think they're they're trying to make it a thing. They're trying to make it a thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look. Where was where's um where is it gonna uh, be? I I don't I don't remember where I saw it, but but now uh, no, well now I need to figure out where <laughs> it was. Teen Titans season three? No, it wasn't Teen Titans, was it? Is that the show? Well, Young Justice, Young Justice season three. Well, I'll let you Google into it, and I'll actually segue into the next news item because I actually looked into this earlier this week. I came across what? it, um, but. Uh, speaking of Titans and speaking of the DC Universe, we have Aquaman coming out later this year, and we finally got confirmation of something that I've wanted to know for a very long time is Black Manta's in this movie. He's going to be our villain for Aquaman 1. Is he going to have that cool badass helmet? That's the that's the iconic mm-hmm. thing that we know about uh, Black Manta, and uh, we, got, we have a photo of... Um, I don't remember the actor's name for Black Manta, but he's in a voiceover booth and he's talking into a plastic trash can because he said he's trying to mimic that giant sound from inside of a helmet. Yeah, um, so it they it looks like they he will have the helmet on in some of this, and they will have to ADR his voice over that. So <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea of I hope that that. Um, that that trash can reverb is the final audio because I think that's hilarious when just something so practical can just like, oh, wow, this really works. I can't believe the trash can worked. But, yeah, that Black Manta helmet is going to look so badass in um, in real life. Like uh, in comic books, it's always so imposing. In the Young Justice cartoon, it's killer and badass. And even um, and even Aqualad gets his own little kind of um, a Black Manta helmet in one season. So, uh yeah, man, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he's going to look like. Yeah, uh, and speaking of Aqualad, it is Young Justice Season 3 will also debut on the DC oh, yeah. platform. Yeah, for sure. So that, that's what it was. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what the helmet... I need to see some more Aquaman stuff. I'm really surprised they're kind of holding back on it. I know it's December, but I mean, I would keep people, you know... <laughs> ready for it because I mean there's a I'm sure that there's a giant calendar on the wall over at Warner Brothers where they just have big X's when they think Marvel News is going to drop and when the Marvel movies are to come out and they're just like where's a nice window where we can tell people more about Aquaman and then just when they land on a week 
and then on the weekend, like <laughs> Marvel comes out with some sort of like 10 year anniversary TV special where they show like, uh, you know, I think they that's what they did for um, like a year or two ago, wasn't it? They like had that reunion and they had some footage and some interviews and they're like, oh, crap, we were trying to show off some Justice League stuff. Or maybe it was Batman versus Superman stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, they've got to they've got to give us something on this, man. They got to give us something <laughs> this year. Uh, the movie Overlord. Have you heard of this movie yet? It's, uh, I don't know. Is this a code name? <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 not really. The name of the actual movie, I think, is what it was. Um, it's a bad robot film, and it'll actually become Cloverfield Four. Is the the rumor right now? Oh, cool. Um, that it's a, on this movie is about on on D Day. Par- American paratroopers are dropped in lines to carry out a mission crucial to the invasion success. But when they get there, they realize more is going on in this Nazi-occupied village than just military stuff. So they end mm-hmm. up fighting uh, against supernatural forces as part of a Nazi experiment. Um, well, well, the other the other week when I was uh, saying on the pod that I was at a poker night and I was uh, chatting with a really big fan of the Cloverfield franchise, you know, I was kind of grilling him for answers because I hadn't seen Cloverfield in forever, and I was like, so what's the deal with this Cloverfield monster? Is it is it from space? You know, did it fall on an asteroid or what happened? He was just like, no, it's actually, it's been on the Earth. It was, like, mm-hmm. buried under the ground, and then it was awakened or something like that. Yep. So that totally makes sense that even back in D-Day in World War II, that there could be some alien influence even in the past. Well, I like the thing about these. If this is, um, if they're looking to drop two Cloverfield movies this year, that'd be awesome. Like, oh, that more. would be so cool. But I like that it's kind of like a Twilight Zone esque kind of thing. To be yeah. honest, that each one doesn't really have to connect to the last one. They're just thematically kind of there. Because uh-huh. Ten Cloverfield Lane did not. I couldn't see any connection from that one to the first one. To be honest, so, so um, if they want to keep them separate, but they still keep that Cloverfield name, kind of like a Black Mirror kind of movies, yeah, that'd be pretty cool in my book. Um, different yeah. genres, just very crazy kind of. Stuff. Yeah, and it would be kind of interesting if this is just a clever way to kind of back in, back into a franchise. So we have like five or six movies of all of these like different stories, and then you know if the time aligns right with the actors and where these movies are set, maybe there is kind of more of a traditional final ending movie that's kind of like a blockbuster action movie and we get to see some of our familiar faces again that have made it through these um uh, very uh trying times and maybe we get to see like some sort of spaceship battle or something but yeah wouldn't that be interesting to do different types of genres in the cloverfield universe maybe there could be a romantic comedy version of cloverfield some way i don't know yeah i mean who knows but i mean if this is what they plan on doing with the franchise that's cool. I'm cool with it. Oh, man, I just had the best idea. Oh, no. So for the romantic comedy version of Cloverfield, it goes straight to Lifetime Network. It never even makes it to a theatrical release, and they just unabashedly put it on Lifetime. Still big budget, and it's just like Lifetime's just like, I can't believe that you're bringing us this movie. We'll take it. <laughs> I I'm, I honestly have no idea, but yes, sure, why not? <laughs> Well, you know, it'll it'll coalesce, I'm sure, with the Lifetime streaming app, which if it doesn't exist, I'm sure they're trying to make it a thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't couldn't tell you if it exists or not, but it probably <laughs> does. It probably does. You like Mario? You like playing some Mario? It's a me, a Mario. No. I want to play Mario um, Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey so bad, but I don't have the ability to. You have someone nearby who can bring it to you because it's a portable gaming system. <laughs> So, but Mario is officially getting an animated movie um, in a partnership between Nintendo and Illumination, who is known for making 
Despicable Me movies and Sing, and we are going to get a Mario movie from this. Man, this could be this could be Nintendo's time. You know, we've been trying to figure out how these video game movies were going to be a thing. Maybe the problem was was trying to make it live action. Maybe there needs to be some sort of like animated kid friendly aspect of these video game movies to make it a thing. Um, you know, we're getting Detective Pikachu surprisingly, but freaking Ryan Reynolds is attached, so we know everyone's going to go see that. Pikachu is probably one of the more iconic uh, cartoon designs on the planet right now. Everybody knows what Pikachu is, even if they even if they don't know what Pokemon is, people know what Pikachu is. So, um, an animated Mario movie, I I have very large questions of you know who is voicing Mario. If they're voicing Mario, is it going to be that um, Italian accent? Um, you know, is it going to be a whole cast of characters? Is it going to be set in the Mushroom Kingdom? Like, what's going on here? Um, do you do kind of the Lego movie approach where you do like a, a, a wink and nod to the camera that we understand what we're doing is ridiculous and it's going to be a fun time? Is it going to be just a, a parody of making fun of other video games? Uh, so many questions here. Mario is such a huge property. But how do you translate him to the to the screen when most of the time when you hear him in a video game, he's just going, hoop, ha, woohoo. He's just making noises. We never really hear him deliver a monologue. So how do you how do you make Mario deliver a monologue without just laughing hysterically because it's so weird? You know? I, I don't know. But, I mean, if Nintendo feels confident enough to finally put the rights back out there since the 1993 version of the movie that, that was so terribly <laughs> wow, received. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, it might, it might be a good time. Also, in terms of Nintendo and today's world, there's a Mario Kart game coming to mobile next next March, a year, in 2019. Um, so we can play Mario Kart on our phones against each other, Mike. <laughs> all right. So. Well, I, I think if they can find a clever way to make all of the characters' voices normal, I think that would be the best viewing experience for me i don't want to hear uh mario's accents for two hours maybe like the movie starts with the accent and then he clears his voice and he's just like oh man yeah yeah i'm just getting over a cold sorry it makes me sound like an italian plumber uh <laughs> when i get sick and then just the whatever actor that they cast i don't know probably like ed helms or something like that is just the normal voice for mario i think that's the safest way to move a franchise forward with the ridiculous voice so that's my theory there i don't know i think they'll figure it out i mean I, they they worked out Legos sounding normal, so I'll, I'll, I'll give them some benefit of the doubt here. Uh, I did like Sing. Sing's like Sing's a, a, a not a bad movie uh, from Illumination as well. So um, that's our news for this week, Mike. Uh, we've got two and a half hours till kickoff. So yeah, I got, got some I got some buffalo chicken dip to make. I gotta I gotta eat some cookies. I gotta get fat, man. You gotta you gotta get fat. You can't you can't just have it. You gotta get there. You gotta work. There. <laughs> So let's go do that. Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at, buddy? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And if you followed me, you could have seen my chronicle of figuring out where that electric scooter was and figuring out how to ride it, which is very difficult to do because it's a scooter. you got to balance. It's hard to record. It was ridiculous. But it's done and gone. It's in the ethereal plane of uh, a server out there. So I don't know if you can find it anymore. But that's where you can find me. Chris, if people want to find you, I think you're doing some home improvement stuff today. Uh, maybe you're going to post some of that online. Where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I've got some new bookcases to put up in my office to um, make it's going to be an inhuman little area for my inhuman stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, you can see what's going on there. I've been watching one Marvel movie a week, waiting for Infinity War. So I'm going to set up uh, for the big game. I've got my light set to flash whenever um, the team scores a touchdown. 
So, nice. So when I'm not paying attention during the actual <laughs> game, I'll know what's happening. Um, you can also head over to Comic UI, check out some stuff there. Go to YouTube, search the DNN Destination Nation, and see some videos up up there every week. Mike, if people are listening to Superhero Slate for the first time, where else can they find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperHeroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show. If you want to connect to us uh, on a digital realm that maybe uh, you're not familiar with. And to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out that Ant-Man trailer and for some reason you can't find it. Or you want to see that uh, tweet for the uh, full album release of uh, Black Panther. Or even the screenshots of those Ninja Turtles. That might be a little harder to find. You can get that in our show notes at SuperHeroSlate.com. But you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music soundcloud stitcher you can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week if you wish and you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram you can get superhero slate merch at superhero slate.com slash store and if you're a fan of the show uh we'd love it if you'd give us a review i think that's awesome a great way to kick off the year um it'd be oh such a wonderful valentine's present to show your love for the show to leave us a review (laughs) whether you're listening on stitcher uh, drop us a comment or subscribe on YouTube or, of course, iTunes, which is like the, the main playground for podcasts. We'd love an iTunes review from you. That'd be great. Um, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, that super fan status, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. So make sure you're subscribed and uh, keep track of those uh, uh, those feeds out there. You might be seeing uh, stuff pop up from Superhero Slate. Yes. There you go. Like, like I trailed off there at the end. But I was there like, you go. I don't know what he's going with this, but we're, we, we put out episodes. Two weeks to our next uh, review episode. Really excited for that. And uh, thank you guys for listening and commenting and uh, being our friends. I appreciate yeah. it. Stay tuned, everybody. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> you just need like a chuckle. Oh, <laughs>